Hey guys, welcome back to another episode at God's Children Podcast. I hope you're doing great. I hope you're doing amazing. I hope you're doing swell. Um, I am pretty excited to talk about this episode because last episode we ended off on a really um, great fun little note um i talked well the topic of the last episode wasn't uh, wasn't necessarily fun but it's been something i've been really going through walking through and learning it's been really interesting for me and i mentioned how i was going to do an episode on suffering so here it is um yeah this episode is going to be titled the gift of suffering which sounds really weird to consider suffering as a gift but in many ways it is because it you know conjures in us really good things like self-discipline um strength character development and other lessons that we can learn and it doesn't always feel good in the moment and sometimes it can be it can come from the worst of the worst circumstances but ultimately we grow and become better people from our suffering um i shared my testimony like maybe like an old like a while ago in an old episode but i don't know if i i want to maybe retell my testimony one day not anytime soon but my story as a kid i went through i went through some not fun i went through abuse i went through abuse as a kid and so i i come from a place of a lot of suffering well okay i come from a place of a lot of suffering from a lot of heartbreak from a lot of hard things and stuff and i remember being a kid and thinking like i was cursed because of all the stuff that i was feeling all the mental issues that i was having and other things i was experiencing um i really felt like the world was against me and i know some people can be just naturally i don't know i feel like some people are naturally like happy people naturally um i don't know how to explain it it's really weird i feel like because of all the things i've been through and obviously this is this is like proven by studies and stuff but i feel like because of all the abuse i've been through i can just i I tend to struggle a lot mentally with a lot of mental problems like depression anxiety i have a natural like inclination to go back to that place of darkness and just hopelessness and depression and fear um so that's something you know when i came to christ is something that i've really had to work through and journey journey through and really bring at the feet of the lord and help me with a lot and he's given me so much victory when it comes to this. Um, doesn't mean I still don't get depressed and anxious. It still happens. But it just means that through it, I'm not hopeless anymore, you know. So, yeah. Um, suffering is a huge part of my testimony. It's a huge part of my story. But it's also something I've learned how to walk through and live with. And so that's why I really want to make an episode just completely dedicated to this. Because I feel like so many people need to know about this. Because I've truly received, I can honestly say, like, I've received so much freedom um, with what I've learned um, about suffering, what I've learned about li- living through suffering, walking through suffering. So I hopefully this will give y'all freedom too. So let me just get started. So what is suffering? According to Google, suffering is a state of undergoing pain, distress, or hardship. Um, according to Hebrew, in Hebrew, suffering suffering is a physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, or physical psychological wow i don't know english or psychological pain and agony one may feel so i feel like we have a pretty good understanding of suffering we have the definition down now i want to talk about what is 
quote-unquote good and quote-unquote bad suffering last episode i talked about um how the wilderness is something that we have to go through it's a time of refinement it's a time of growth and that will include suffering now when i say suffering and how it's a gift i'm not talking about self-inflicted suffering like the caused by self-inflicting suffering caused by the consequences of your own bad or sinful decisions like by example you're in a relationship and you guys are crossing some sexual boundaries and because of that you guys have been sleeping together and let's say you're as a woman you like start to get a bunch of pregnancy scares you start to have a lot of anxiety and all these things and all these fears that's self-inflicted suffering that's not necessarily a good type of suffering that's suffering that you could have deliberately avoided by just following the word of god or another example of quote-unquote bad suffering could be you just generally not taking care of your health and making poor health decisions oh my gosh i'm so sorry and making poor health decisions and um having a lot of health problems and then saying that the enemy is trying to attack you and you're going through a wilderness season with these health problems no baby you're not you could just change your diet and start exercising like that is a very much self-inflicted suffering you know what i'm saying and then there's what i call like quote-unquote good type of suffering which is the inevitable suffering of life in certain unexpected slash unplanned circumstances of your life that is what i call like a wilderness suffering it's a suffering that um the holy spirit leads you into because of life and because of circumstances like me it would be my job or for other people it could be it could be a sickness it could be sickness it doesn't necessarily mean that you cause a sickness it could be generally a sudden sickness happening out of nowhere um so yeah that's what i would differentiate between good and bad suffering quote unquote i just feel like i needed to specify that because people will make poor decisions and reap the consequences of those poor decisions and then claim oh the enemy is trying to attack me i'm going through a wilderness season no you were disobedient you know that's completely and very different like jesus was obedient to god and the holy spirit led him through the wilderness it was because of his obedience actually even job even job who himself was very faithful to god and was tested he was tested to see his true devotion to god it's a wilderness season okay so how do you overcome suffering okay how do you how do you get through suffering how do you fight suffering well i hate to break it to you but you don't okay let me elaborate let me kind of flesh out why you can't really overcome suffering i like oh my gosh i spent so much of my life trying to understand why i just could not be happy ultimately i know now was because i didn't have jesus and i'm gonna get into that later but i just i would sorry hit my microphone i would try to figure out like every way every i would try to do everything i would try to change everything i would try to change my diet i would try to exercise i would try to think positive thoughts i would try to like do everything i could in my own strength to figure out why to figure out why i couldn't be happy to figure out how to make myself be happy and then when i came to christ it wasn't like any like it was better because i had jesus of course but i was still trying to figure out on my own strength but if anything if these past few weeks have taught me one thing like i can't go through suffering on my own and i can't fight it on my own i really have to surrender to god completely to to not just overcome it because i because the lord has overcome it but to just live through it like i mentioned in my past episode um why you need the wilderness i was brought to a point of complete desperation that all i could do was cling on to god and that's ultimately what helped me to get back up and to live through the suffering so yeah no you can't 
overcome it. You can't do it in your own strength. You'll only end up more burnt out and more anxious and more depressed trying to rack yourself, trying to like pick your brain into trying to figure out why you are going through what you're going through. And we have to remember that Jesus has overcame the world. He has given us everything to live a fulfilled, peaceful, purpose, joyful, lived, joyful, filled life. Okay, John 16, verse 32 to 33 says it. I'm going to read it right now. So John 16, verse 32 to 33 says, Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will be scattered each to his own home and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcame the world. So this is right before Jesus is going to be taken up um, to be put to trial and then condemned and crucified for our sins and he's pretty much telling the disciples like hey i'm gonna leave but i'll be back shortly but i'm gonna leave and of course the disciples are completely heartbroken by this they're sad they're downcast but here the lord is reminding them like in this world you will have tribulation but do not be over don't be afraid because he has overcome the world so jesus did warn us that we would go through tribulations that we would go through hard times in this world but to not be afraid to not be worried because he has overcome this world so it's already done. All the suffering, all the pain, all the sickness, everything that we go through, the Lord has overcome it. He has he has conquered it. We have victory in him, in Jesus' mighty name. It's just a matter of living in that victory. So something that helped me a lot was to stop thinking, why am I going through this? Stop questioning so much or stop trying to figure out how do I fix this? So I stopped thinking, how do I overcome this? But instead, I started asking myself, how and what do I learn from this? What do I learn from this suffering? What do I learn from this wilderness? What do I learn from this hard time and hard season? So it starts all in your thoughts. It starts all in your mind. What truths can you hold on to in this time slash season slash moment slash moment of your life? How can you rewire your thinking? And just like we saw in the past episode, Jesus was able to... Bro, I cannot talk i'm so sorry just like we saw in the last episode jesus was able to withstand the temptations of the enemy by using scripture in order to defend himself in order to completely just rebuke those lies and attacks of the enemy so i decided so scripture here is going to be your best friend once again and i decided to take some scriptures and kind of um write sentences of victory to rewire your thought to speak that into your mind to speak that into your life and to just continuously think about to rewire the way that you think so let's say if you're going through a breakup you can say i can go through this breakup because i know that in all things god works for the good of those who love him who has who he has called according to his purposes that's romans 8 28 and if you're going through a loss you can say i can mourn this loss knowing that the lord draws near to the weary and the brokenhearted that's psalms 34 18 and then if you're struggling with just being open and honest about your struggles and your suffering and your pain, you can say, I can be honest and vulnerable about my suffering because the Lord is a high priest who sympathizes with my weaknesses. That's Hebrews 4.15. And this is something I started actively doing. I started genuinely like I would pray these verses in my prayers. Like I would have verses laid out and I would start praying these. I would put the, I would put these verses into sentences. I would start actively living and applying these verses. I would be like I would be at work stressed out of my mind because like someone is like yelling at me because they don't like the fact that um they can't have a room next to their friend. Okay. And I would start saying I would start saying, I can do all things to Christ. I can do all things to Christ. Like I can do all things to Christ. And I would say like the Lord has not given me a spirit of fear 
the lord has not given me a spirit of fear but a pure but a spirit of power love and a sound mind and i would just repeat these verses over and over and over again and like before work i would just keep telling myself like i'm working not for other people not for other not for men not for the praise or promotion or whatever worldly like status that i could give bring to myself or elevate myself but i'm working hard for the lord i'm serving other people and i'm serving the lord and one truth that i kept holding on to when i felt like i had nothing else to hold on to was to love the lord with all your heart mind and soul of strength and to love your neighbor as yourself in times of desperation in times of hopelessness this is honestly my anchor seriously like this is something i turn to all the time because no matter what you go through and no matter what circumstances that you face this truth will never ever change you are called as a christian to love the lord with all your heart mind and soul and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself and that ultimately gives you purpose even when you're going through something really really hard thinking in this way starting to speak these things into your life honestly i cannot tell you that it's gonna work like first time the first time you might say you might even have a hard time saying it because you might feel so hopeless it might be even so hard to even believe in what you're reading but that's the point you have to have faith and even when you don't feel like it you have to claim onto it and grab hold of it and speak it into your life and as you keep doing this as you keep repeating these truths into your mind and as you keep living the word of god and this is something that's so so incredibly important i think this is something i'm going to even make another episode about my next episode i'm gonna give you a little preview next episode is going to be about diet culture and the idolization of the self because our society has a problem and i've seen kind of how that's kind of crept in into um the church and what was i going with this yes and the importance of like um knowing the word of god is one but living it and actively applying it oh my goodness the power that you have when you start doing that is unbeatable so yes you can say that you can do all things through christ you can say that but if you're not actually taking that word and doing the all doing what you can do all oh my gosh and doing the things that you can do through christ then that word will be void it will be complete void it says it in the scriptures if you don't take the word of god and you don't actually apply it, you don't live it out it's like looking yourself in the mirror and then looking away and then forgetting what you look like it's pointless it's stupid it's foolish so by doing this exercise, this mental exercise, this mental exercise, this, this is the thing, it's mental fitness. It's literally exercising your mind. By doing this, um, you will start to rewire the way that you're thinking. And by consequences, by consequence, by consequence, this will change your behavior and therefore change your mood and your emotions. This is literally called cognitive therapy. So if y'all didn't know, I'm a psychology major. I go, I study psychology at the University of Ottawa. I'm, I love psychology so, so much. It's something that interested me a lot. And honestly, like, I think I was just born to get into this field because this has helped me in so many ways. Cognitive therapy is something that I've been doing without really knowing that I've been doing. I did research on it, like, for this video. And I realized, like, what's been taking me through these past few months have been essentially cognitive therapy but with a more biblical and godly centered approach to it so if you don't know about cognitive therapy let me read you a definition i found on google it says cognitive therapy is a type of psychotherapy that helps patients change their behavior by changing their way they think and feel about certain things it is used to treat mental emotional personality and behavior disorders so you take your thoughts you change your thoughts and by changing your thoughts you change your behaviors and by th changing your behaviors you change your emotions and it's like a cycle it's a cycle and this is not just some um, secular knowledge no this is biblical like the first thing i'm thinking about right now is i'm thinking about the book of philippians the book of philippians is often known as the epistle of joy paul 
writes about having joy through tribulations and pushing through hardships and having the hope in Jesus and all these amazing good things while he's literally in prison. Paul is able to have joy and peace and be content and all these things and hope in Christ even though he's literally like in the worst place imaginable and he's going through a lot. Paul is literally exercising cognitive therapy in a sense like he's changing he's his thoughts are not focused on his circumstances his thoughts are not focused on what he's going through even though he has every right every right in the world to be upset because this man is innocent he wasn't doing anything wrong he wasn't doing anything illegal he was literally just doing the work that the lord had called him to do so he had every right to be upset he had every right to wall into depression into sadness but yet his thought remained on the promises of the lord and that by consequence affected affected his behavior by encouraging us through this amazing book of philippians but also by like singing in prison and that by consequence affected his emotions and it's the same way with us so i decided to take some circumstances and kind of create examples of what you can do to help you rewire your thought process and therefore change your behaviors and that will affect your emotions so i have one example here the first example is i'm having a really bad like let's say i'm going to work um, and this is something I've done multiple times. At this point, we see work is a common theme in my life. It's a common d- denominator. Anyways, I go into work. I'm having a really, really hard shift. Like things are going crazy. I've gone yelled at. My managers are being a little harsh. Like I'm feeling, I'm feeling quite a lot on my shoulders. I'm feeling quite a lot of negative emotions. This is what I would say. This shift is only temporary. I know I can make it through because I can do all things through Christ. One by shift does not mean that my work is miserable. So because I know that this shift is only temporary, my shift is only eight hours long, it's only so, a small portion of my day, and because I know that I can make do all things through Christ, this will affect my behaviors. I can work hard because I know that the power of the Lord is within me, and I can work with all my best efforts knowing that I'm only here for a short amount of time, and by doing these things, it will affect my emotions because I will no longer be anxious or stressed or worried, if that makes sense, you know? And by doing this, I will seem more professional. I will seem more in control. I will seem more organized and more like I'm on top of my stuff. And I'll be more effective in serving other people, like the guests, the customers that come in and my colleagues. And I know this has worked because y'all don't know the amount of times I've gotten comments from people saying, oh, you're so professional or oh, you're so kind or oh, you're so nice or oh, you're so. Um, I had one time a guest told me, what did he say? What did he say? Oh, he said I was efficient. And I was like, oh, that is so interesting. And I googled the definition of efficient. Let me google it. The definition of efficient means achieving maximum productivity with minimum wasted effort or expense. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy that you can walk into the word, you can live into the, you can actively live according to the word of God to a point where to people looking outside in, you look like you're not even putting that much effort into what you're doing but yet you're being so productive and so useful you know i just found i found that so interesting but little do they know it has nothing to do with me but has everything to do with christ within me he is the one that gives me the power to live in this way so that's one example and then i have another one another example here so let's say i'm worried about my future so this happened to me a lot especially in the second year of university lord have mercy it was a doozy like I would go into these thought patterns where I would kind of spiral. Let's say I would do bad on this one exam and this exam was like worth 25% of my grade. Um, So obviously my average would drop 
really bad and then because my average would drop bad um, I would do bad in this class and then that would affect my average overall and then I need to get a good average because I want to get into a master's program and to get into a master's program you need a minimum of B plus average and if I don't have a good average overall how am I going to get into the master's program and then if I don't get my master's program how am I going to be able to get my degree in counseling and help the children because I want to be a children's counselor and it's like how am I going to get the dream job how am I going to get the money da, da, da. and it's just a spiral it's a it's a really bad toxic scary dangerous spiral there were times where i had really bad anxiety attacks i would be in class and i would be holding back tears like i couldn't breathe i felt like the world was closing in it was just so 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 bad so something i started saying is that i won't stress about tomorrow because matthew 6 34 says to not worry about tomorrow for each day has enough trouble of its own also jeremiah 29 11 says that the lord has good plans for me plans not to harm me but to oh my gosh but the lord has good plans for me plans out to heart wow okay let me let me google it because at this point it's not it's not clicking because for i know the, the <laughs> for i know the plans i have for, oh wow for i know the plans i have wow it's i'm having a hard time am i okay for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans for your well for your welfare and not for your evil to give you hope and a future there you go so i won't stress about tomorrow because the word of god says that tomorrow has enough trouble of its own and i won't stress about my future because the lord has good plans for me all i can do is control the present moment now tomorrow the lord is taken care of no need to worry whatever happens the lord has a plan for me the lord has good plans for me so i know it's going to be it's going to all work out for my good even if i do bad on this exam it's going to be all worked out for my good and whatever the lord the plans have the lord for me nothing can withstand it god's yes is always a yes god's promises is a yes and amen so whatever i go through Whatever struggles I may face, whatever that exam score comes up to, the Lord's plans will prevail. He will make a way where there's no way. Come on now. So by thinking in this way, it will help me to focus on right now, the moment right now, what I can control right now. And it will help me to also be more organized and productive. And it would eventually calm me down. I would be less anxious, less nervous, and, you know, freaking out about my future or about a grade. A small, like, when you think about it, when you think about it, I want to talk about school for a little two seconds. When you think about it, I'm only in school for such a brief, short period of my life. And I know that this brief, short period does have a lot of impact of my life. Like, you know, getting this degree will affect the career that I go to and everything. But like having a specific grade will not be the end of the world for me. Like I always think about this. I know it's not always good to stress about the future, but I always think about when I'm going to be 50 or 60 or 70, by the grace of God, 80, 100, by the grace of God, when I'm going to be old and I'm looking back at my life, I know for a fact I won't be thinking about this exam. I won't. I won't. Like, I won't be worried about this exam. So it's like, you have to think about, I don't know, you have to put things into perspective. Now, throughout this episode, I've talked about a lot of practical things that you can do and things that you can apply to walk through suffering to go through what you're going through but i also do not want to neglect the importance of prayer and dynamic demonic strongholds in your life we live in a supernatural world okay we fight um we're we fight against principalities things unseen okay um there are such things there is such things that as evil spirits and demons and strongholds and etc 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 so i don't want us to neglect prayer i don't want us to neglect us truly like walking in the spirit and praying and casting out demons and rebuking certain things in our lives that is keeping us bound into depression and anxiety 
sometimes the root of our suffering could be caused by demonic oppression sometimes the root of our suffering could be caused by evil spirits but i just also don't want us to over spiritualize things that could be practically changed you know what i'm saying i feel like there's two different extremities there's the one extremity that does not believe in su- the supernatural or is a christian who um strongly just puts down the supernatural and then there's the other extremity where the- there's a christian who believes that everything is supernatural oh um like okay this is a, this is a really funny example guys you guys are gonna laugh so i was when i filled my past episode um on the wilderness my mic sudden cut my mic started to cut off it i it kept like going in and out in and out and the quality was just really weird and i started rebuking it because i was like it's literally devil but then i had realized that my mic was just not properly plugged in so i just stopped recording for two seconds plugged it back in and it was fine there was no supernatural entity behind that it was literally just like the fact that my mic was not properly plugged in. <laughs> it's so funny so yes it is true that your depression and anxiety could be caused by demonic oppression and i think that it is important to acknowledge that because there is power in prayer there's power in deliverance there's power in you know casting out demons and stuff like that because we're called that's what we are supposed to do that's what we can do through the holy spirit through the power of god that he's given us but i also believe like i can't lie i also believe that most of the time a lot of the struggles that we go through um could honestly be easily fixed or for the for the most part i do not want to generalize completely okay but for the most part can be honestly easily fixed by practical things like i mentioned throughout this episode and i believe that there is a time for rebuke and there's a time for deliverance there's a time for everything under the sun right there is a time to mourn there's a time to laugh there's a time for rebuke there's a time for deliverance like just just like because last episode i mentioned how a lot of us want to rebuke the storm instead of walking it by faith like peter did i think that there is a time to rebuke the storm oh yeah i definitely believe that there is a time to rebuke the from the storm just like jesus did but but we cannot neglect the tangible and practical ways to walk through suffering like walk through the storm like what peter did walking on the water and i think that honestly always resorting and this might sound a little touchy and please forgive me but i think that honestly always resorting to rebuking or casting out or whatever using our supernatural holy spirit uh, powers quote-unquote like freaking superpowers is a very lazy and complacent way that christians want to live their lives instead of doing the hard work of applying the scriptures and living them out practically like yeah of course it would be easy to rebuke the storm and then it would end but what would we have learned in that moment what lessons would we be taking with ourselves you know like it's it is the hard moments of life where we have to practical practically apply the scriptures that really mold us and form us into who we are and i'm very passionate about this guys because when i first gave my life to god in 2020 um i gave it during the pandemic I gave my life to god during the pandemic and it was everyone was pretty much in isolation right so i never felt like i was missing out i never felt alone because everyone was alone um so i was like okay if everyone else is alone then i'm alone why do i feel lonely because everyone is alone and it was honestly such a good time of growth for me because it was just me the word of god prayer like worship music 24 7 like it was actually a time of it was amazing it was it's a time of exponential growth i felt so close to god but then when the pandemic well the pandemic didn't cease but when the restrictions the restrictions started to um like get lifted and i went back to school 12th grade my last year of high school in person i felt so much 
loneliness i was i didn't have any like believer friends and the only friend that i had at the time was actually falling out of the faith fun that's really fun no it's not i prefer it still to this day um but i didn't have any other christian friends i felt so alone and isolated i would be surrounded by people and i would be like i feel so alone i would feel so alone and because of that i was honestly very depressed i was very depressed i was very sad at some point i wanted to do school online again because i just couldn't deal with the feeling of isolation the feeling of just feeling like no one understands me feeling so left out no matter what i did no matter how hard i tried i was just honestly just different i was different the holy spirit had changed me i was a new creation and even though it's a beautiful and amazing thing praise god there are some social ramifications to that like the isolation you feel with that and um i spent a lot of time praying praying for the depression to go away praying for the anxiety to go away um, I went to this church where, um, you know, they were on the other end of the extremity where everything was really supernatural and they would pray against stuff like that. And I would always go at the front of the altar and pray and pray and pray. And I also used to go to this youth group on Saturdays. I'm not going to go into the details of what it is because I don't want any drama. But I used to go to this youth group on Saturdays. And one time, oh my gosh, this really honestly really breaks my heart because I know I'm not probably wasn't the only one in that room that felt this way, but the pastor once said that if you're going through depression if you're going through anxiety no he said that as a christian you shouldn't be going through depression you shouldn't be going through anxiety because if you're a christian you go through depression you go through anxiety why would a non-believer convert to christianity he literally said that and he was like if you're going through that you need to rebuke it and speak against it because it's not from anyways like he was just going on his tangent and when he said that i was like first of all a non-believer would convert quote-unquote to christianity because jesus is the way the truth and the life hello because they need to repent of their sins to have eternal life in heaven like we don't convert to christianity we don't run to jesus because we necessarily want things from him but we run to him because he's our savior he's like he's literally our our savior he's literally our savior he came on this earth to die for our sins we need to repent we need to turn away from our sins and he's a good father and he helps us with things like depression anxiety he helps us with things like financial um um hardships and etc 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 but we don't come to jesus for necessarily those things you know what i'm saying we come to him because he is a savior and he is also our father and our friend but because of that rhetoric i spent almost every night praying crying out to god crying on my knees like ask him to take my pain away literally pouring on my heart to him asking him to take my pain away and it was never taken away and i never understood why i didn't understand why i thought there was a problem with me i thought that i wasn't doing something right i thought that i was wasn't praying the right prayers and it it became really really bad it really left me in a really bad place it made me feel even worse and you know it could have turned out even worse i could have walked away from the faith you know i could have been one of those believers that blames god for what they're going through it could, i could have been one of those believers that um points the blame to him asking him why he, why he's not taking this away and then eventually um categorizing god as this evil person as this evil you know person that just likes to watch us suffer i could have done that and walked away from the faith but i was just too afraid of god to do that <laughs> I was just too afraid of God. No, and frankly, I just knew that he was pure and holy and he was righteous. Um, and yeah, I just spent too many years of my Christian walk crying out to God to take this away from me rather than seeing my suffering 
in seeing my hardships through his lens, through his eyes, as a time of refinement, as a time of growth, as a time where I can lean onto him, as a time where I can be more dependent on him, as a time where I can come to him with all my hardships, with all my anxieties, with all my supplications, knowing that he is a high priest who does sympathize with me. Like, seeing it in that way changed my life, has completely changed my life. And I can honestly say that I will never be the same. Like. I will never be the same. I will never be the same. So yeah, to just finish this episode off, I just want to say like, there is nothing wrong with praying against depression. There's nothing wrong with praying against anxiety. There's nothing wrong with rebuking strongholds. In fact, I think it's a good thing and I think we should do that. But we should not neglect the practical ways in which the Lord has literally laid out, laid out us for us to walk through these things. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, um, I'm pretty much done. You know, I said what I, all I gotta say. Um, so I hope you guys, okay. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope this was really nourishing to some of y'all. Like, even just talking about this is nourishing to me. I've t- I've talked about some things that I have feared to talk about because um, I feel like my sometimes opinions are not always popular, even in the church. So I'm really happy I talked about certain things I talked about in this episode. And I really hope that this will set some of y'all free because you are free indeed in Jesus name. So, yeah, um, have a blessed day. Have a blessed week. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye.